Hello, hello, and welcome to the Outside In Radio Show Easter Soundbite. Um, today, Freya is interviewing Julian Gallant, the Conservative by-election candidate for Ealing Broadway, as a part of our Politics Mayoral Election series. So we hope you enjoy. Okay, we're very lucky to have with us now Julian Gallant, who is the uh, Conservative candidate for Ealing Broadway. Hello. Hello, nice to see you. Hey, you. So, um, would you like to introduce your, yourself for our listeners? Well, that, thank you very much. Well, that's very nice of you to ask me. Um, I'm Julian Gallant. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with Notting Hill and Ealing uh, because I, I actually uh, appeared there at the general election in 2019 because I was the Ealing Central and Acton candidate for Parliament in that general election. Um, this time round, this May uh, 2021, I'm the by-election candidate for Ealing Broadway. Uh, there's a, a position that's available that, that's vacant um, on Ealing Broadway Ward for Ealing Council. And uh, I'm also a, a, a London-wide candidate in for the London elects for the London Assembly. Brilliant. So what inspired you to get into politics? Um, well, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a... My background is actually a musician. I'm a professional musician. I'm a conductor and pianist and composer. Uh, but I've always had an interest in politics, and, and um, I, I've, I've been a conservative voting uh, person um, ever since I've been able to vote. Um, and um, my, 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 if you like, my inspiration uh, for, for centre-right politics came through um, what, what happened in 1979 when, um, I don't think you were there, but, um, but uh, in 1979, um, Margaret Thatcher won the general election. Um, and after years of stagnancy um, under Labour, um, after years of stagnancy, uh, the country took took flight again. Um, businesses were started, um, entrepreneurship was rekindled, um, and um, and and the whole thing got off onto a better foot. And it was a whole new era of of, of movements um, with compassion, because politics without compassion um, is not politics, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so uh, you know, I, I I I'm 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 certainly a I, I call myself a centre-right uh, person, but as far as I'm concerned, politics is there um, to help people um, get the very best out of themselves and therefore create the biggest value possible for everyone else. And why do you think Sean Bailey and the Conservatives are right for London? Um, well, Sean Bailey I know well. I've known him for, for, for a few years now. Um, and um, I, 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 as, a, as a person, I think he's got a, an incredible background. He doesn't have a... He doesn't come from a privileged background at all. He had the difficulty in his background, but he fought through that. Um, and he became a youth worker and he became an advisor to David Cameron. Um, and so he, he, he got to know, he got to understand how what politics can do uh, for youth and what politics can do for disadvantaged and to help people. Um, and, and that's how he came up. And, and so if you look at his six point plan, um, you know, which is there now, right in front of us, uh, to get London moving, make it green, um, uh, build, um, and so on, all these very, very positive things that are well thought out and well costed, um, therefore, therefore, I, I've no doubt that he's absolutely the very best possible mayor we can have. And what will you offer for young people if you're elected? So, for young people, um, the, 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 what, are you talking about me or are you talking about Sean? Uh, both. Both. Well, for, for me, um, the, the most important thing, if I'm elected as a councillor, okay, um, for me, the most important thing I can contribute to is, is giving young people a sense that, um, that it's really worth uh, 
studying and really worth um, studying and really worth taking part in the community and getting involved in the community. So do you think Blave is not doing that now? Well, you know, okay, if, if you're asking whether um, Labour wants the best for young people, it does. But but we think Labour, but, you know, I'm because I'm a Conservative, um, we, we want, we think it's better done in a better, slightly different way. Um, we think that, that, for example, young people are, are best getting the best, you know, if they get the best out of themselves through their studies and through their application, then that's the way they're going to get into work, that's the way they're going to generate prosperity, and that's the way they're going to kind of emanate those things out um, and, uh, and build build up better for everyone else. I mean, if you, you talk about a young person, but a young person, of course, um, maybe, you know, in, maybe young relatively now, but in 10 years' time or, or 15 years' time, they're running things, and in 20 years' time, they're prime minister. You know what I mean? So a young person is very quickly... A mature, you know, a working person is very quickly a person with responsibility. That's the way I see it. And, and what I want to do is, I want to give young people kind of the the hope and aspiration to get the best out of themselves. Do you have any examples of policies that you put in place to enact this? Um, the, I, the, in, the, in, ter- in, in terms of c- council. Um, in terms of council, um, I, I, I would say it's not really. It's about policies. It's about building up schools. It's about um, it's about making sure that um, making sh- making. It's not really about policies. It's about making sure that people, that young people actually, um, you, you know, that they apply themselves and that they they see the value in their education. Yeah, so if it's not policies, would you be doing like community projects or other outreach work, which would not be like policies, but like still instill that confidence which you want to bring to young people, you said? Yes, yes. I mean, outreach work is, is something that is very important. Charitable work, for example, you know, is something that, you know, if, if, people, if people see what's going on around them instead of just looking at their own, looking at, the, looking at themselves, and then that obviously, you know, it gives them a sense of... of you know what, where the world is, and how much they can do to to, to help things. And um, do you have any top tips for young people in getting into politics? Well, in, it, one of the things about it's, it's often argued about is whether people should start young in politics. Um, and people have been starting younger and younger in politics. There was a time when when nobody would actually try to become an MP until they'd had a career in something else. Um, but nowadays, the thinking is that, that you have to start younger and younger, and you, you can sometimes see very, very young members of parliament, for example, coming in, and very, very young councillors. Um, so there's no real answer to, to how early you should start. Um, my, my, my personal feeling is it's better to start earlier than later, although I think that everybody should have a career outside politics and have experience outside politics, and certainly education outside politics in order to, to bring the most to politics. So I don't think politics in itself is, is, is everything. I think you need to bring other experiences in. Um, so that, that, there's, that, there's that career side of it, uh, if you want to get into it. Um, but the, the main sort of, um, sort of aspiration for a politician should be interest in other people. I mean, it's not a very good career to go into if you want, if you're just doing it for yourself or for your own uh, aggrandizement, for you know, that's not important. What you need to do is you need to be, you need to be doing it 
um, because you're interested in other people and interested in bringing value and 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 um, you know improving things. That is the key thing. And um, you mentioned that you wanted to um, have low traffic neighbourhoods without um, proper prior uh, resident consultation. Do you mind expanding on this? Yeah, so the low traffic neighbourhoods, um, let, let's be frank about it, that every, everybody wants to reduce pollution um, in cities, okay? There, there, there's obviously a problem in cities. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea of low traffic neighbourhoods is, is to reduce pollution and to reduce uh, congestion in, in local areas. Uh, but what happened was, in Ealing, um, suddenly this was taken, uh, this, this suddenly roadblocks were put up um, all over Ealing, um, streets where, where people were used to driving were shut off. Um, and all this did was shove traffic out into congested major roads outside the area, and it did nothing really to, to solve the problem except make life harder for, for people. So so it, it didn't really solve the problem. Um, it, just made, it just made life more difficult for people who actually need cars. So if you live in a suburb, of London, um, you can't go to Sainsbury's or Morrison's and shop for the family. Um, you know, you need the car for that, and you may well need the car for a host of other things as well of getting about, which which you can't do uh, with the with the kind of public transport that we've got at the moment. So the cars are necessity. So I don't believe that LTN should make life more difficult for, for those people. Now, so so what we're saying as a matter of policy is that. Um, there shouldn't be any more LTNs introduced in Ealing without full consultation and agreement uh, with the people who are actually going to have to live with them. Mm. And what's your solution instead? So if we get rid of low traffic neighbourhoods, how would we then uh, solve air pollution problems? Well, the air pollution problems are not going to be solved by low traffic neighbourhoods. They, they, they push uh, you know, carbon-producing cars out to other roads and, and they just don't... That, that's not going to... To, to solve um, the, 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 the major pollution problem. The thing that will solve the major pollution problem ultimately is electric, electrification of vehicles and, and to avoid you know, cut, cut hydrocarbons coming out of exhaust pipes. So if you were elected, how would you... Um, well, as elected, it? as a councillor, yeah. I, 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 I will certainly help um, as a council, I certainly help, but you have limited powers to do it. But I yeah. certainly help uh, with installation of charging points um, and um, and protection of the charging points. Some people sometimes you see, uh, you know, carbon-producing cars parked at charging points, and we need to get pretty tough on that. So they need to be, uh, but they need to be more charging points. Um, but nationally, I mean, the dream is to make is to bring price down of electric vehicles. Because the thing that one of the things that blocks electric vehicles is they're much, much more expensive than, than old-fashioned diesel and petrol petrol burning cars. Um, and you also mentioned about stopping overdevelopment. Do you also mind expanding on that so our listeners can understand? Sure. I mean, oh, there are two things. To, does it, the Conservatives are not against development, okay? And they certainly realise that that we need more housing and we need more affordable housing. But we don't think that the right thing to do is to build up um, without without control. And what is happening in Ealing at the moment is that every development that comes along, every major development that comes along, comes along um, with a very tall tower. So if you look at, for example, you go down Bolo Lane in Acton W3, um, you know, the, 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 the land between Bolo Lane and the underground 
which is TFL land, um, that is going to be developed and, with, and developed. The plan is to build a 26-storey tower there. Um, if you go along um, Horn Lane towards the end of it, where it junctions with the A40, you see two very, very tall towers being built there. And the fi- and the absolute ultimate example of this is the plans to redevelop redevelop the Percival House site in Ealing Broadway. Now, that's a site that's ripe for development. No question about that. Um, it's a, it's a, the, the, the Percival House building is obviously obsolete. It needs to be replaced, even though it was only built in the 80s. Um, it, it's not functional for what it needs to do. But there's an enormous amount of land behind it that's ripe for development as, as um, ripe for building. But a 26-storey tower is planned there. And the trouble with a 26-storey tower is um, it, it's full of two-bedroom flats at best and a lot of smaller flats than that and that is not family accommodation so that is a, that is by definition not people who are going to stay there and and develop their their presence in the community that's by definition people who are going to be transitory um and we don't think that's that's going to last and we don't think that that kind of tall tower accommodation um is going to last into the future and be the and be be the future of ealing we want to keep the buildings lower than that Right. So, overdevelopment and overdevelopment for us locally means means really trying to restrict the proliferation of high-rise buildings. Okay. Do you have a lasting message for our listeners? Um, can, can, can you tell me who are your listeners? I mean, are they the are they pupils or staff? Or uh, our listeners are both uh, pupils and staff of Notting Hill, and uh, some parents and alumni as well. Okay. Well. The last thing message is, I've got two, I've got two. One of them is that um, the COVID pandemic taught us um, one very, very basic thing is that no one uh, lives apart from everyone else. Um, we are all uh, part of the same thing. We all breathe the same air, literally, and we are all subject to, to, to the same things. It doesn't matter who we are. So we all have a really, really important part to play in the in the community, and, and we all have a part in contributing to it, uh, which is much, much more important than narrow party politics. Um, so that that's one side of it, which leads me on to the idea that that um, if you're talking to people who may be aspiring to politics, we've talked about this already, um, don't, don't decide too soon about which party you want to be part of. Think about what politics can do. And then after that, think about which party um, is, you know, meets that. And um, you may be very surprised because you may be very surprised. Uh, you may sometimes think that socialist politics is the answer to everything and then you look at conservatives and you realize that conservatives are deeply concerned about people who don't have as much as other people um they're deeply concerned with helping people to get the best out of themselves and they're deeply concerned with making the best possible vibrant prosperous community that you can possibly have so that's why i'm a conservative all right well thank you so much for coming on we really enjoyed hearing your perspective well thank you very much for having me i enjoyed being there okay well that's it for our easter soundbite we hope you enjoyed and a happy easter have a great holiday